Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Some of the things that he was explaining was just so simple, but it was truth that just hit right home. He's changed my life. He's changed my walk. I have a hunger for God now that I've never had before. And this is just the beginning. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm nearing the end of my third week of teaching on More Grace, More Favor. This is a brand new book that I have out, and we have CDs and DVDs on that. And um, I have already covered a lot of material. If you've missed any of this, please go back to our website. You can view all of this teaching online free. You can also request these materials and stuff. Uh, I've been using James chapter 4 and 1 Peter chapter 5. They basically say the same thing. Uh, James chapter 4 verse 6 says, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And I've said a lot of things. I've been countering a lot of misconceptions about what pride is. People think pride is only exalting yourself, but pride can be debasing yourself, afraid to say what God has said about you or a truth that God has revealed to you because you're afraid of what people are going to say. You're seeking the honor that comes from them. I used this verse yesterday in John chapter 5, verse 44, where Jesus said, How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. In other words, if you're a man pleaser, if you're afraid to speak out because somebody might reject you, it might cost you something, you know what that is? That's pride. Pride doesn't have to be just exalting yourself. Pride is exalting self above God, seeking the honor that comes from people, the recognition, the uh, promotion, the things that come from people instead of coming from God. You can be actually in pride when you refuse to promote what God is doing through you. Now, that's a radical concept to some people, but that's what I've been talking about. Let me use this verse out of Joshua. And in Joshua chapter 1, I won't take time to read those verses, but in Joshua chapter 1, the Lord said, that every place that the sole of your foot treads upon, that have I given unto you. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Don't be afraid of people. Matter of fact, I need to read just a little bit of this. Joshua chapter 1, it says um, in verse 9, Have not I commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. He's saying you need to be strong and be not afraid nor dismayed. Did you know that the word dismayed is interesting because it means that it is the loss. Uh, I guess the best way I could say it, it's like losing your enthusiasm. You don't necessarily disbelieve something that you've believed before, but you're no longer passionate about it. You aren't enthusiastic about it because you know that you're going to be criticized. You're going to be punished. People will come out against you. And the Lord told uh, Joshua to be strong and be not afraid or dismayed. And then look at this in Joshua chapter 3 and in verse 7. 
IT SAYS, THE LORD SPAKE UNTO JOSHUA, THIS DAY WILL I BEGIN TO MAGNIFY THEE IN THE SIGHT OF ALL ISRAEL THAT THEY MAY KNOW THAT AS I WAS WITH MOSES, SO WILL I BE WITH THEE. NOW THIS IS AMAZING. AND AGAIN, I'M SAYING ALL OF THESE THINGS IN RELATION TO PRIDE. IF YOU MAGNIFY YOURSELF, OR AS JESUS SAID OVER IN JOHN CHAPTER 8, HE SAYS, IF I HONOR MYSELF, THEN MY HONOR IS NOTHING. BUT HE WASN'T HONORING HIMSELF. IT WAS GOD HONORING HIM. AND IF HE HADN'T HAVE PASSED ON AND HAVE SAID THESE THINGS THAT GOD, HIS FATHER, SAID ABOUT HIM, IT WOULD HAVE BEEN PRIDE ON HIS PART. SO THERE IS where PEOPLE THAT PROMOTE THEMSELVES AND GLORIFY THEMSELVES, AND THAT'S WRONG, AND THAT'S PRIDE. BUT RIGHT HERE, THE LORD TOLD JOSHUA TODAY, I'M GOING TO MAGNIFY YOU IN THE SIGHT OF ALL THE PEOPLE. AND YOU KNOW HOW HE DID IT? HE HAD HIM CROSS THE JORDAN RIVER, AND HE DIVIDED THE WATERS, AND THEY WENT ACROSS ON DRY GROUND, SIMILAR TO WHAT MOSES HAD DONE uh, ON THE RED SEA. AND THE PEOPLE SAW THE POWER OF GOD MANIFEST THROUGH uh, JOSHUA, AND THEY BEGAN TO HONOR HIM THE WAY THAT THEY HAD HONORED MOSES. BUT THIS IS THE WAY THAT GOD MAGNIFIED HIM WAS THROUGH THE MIRACLE OF PARTING OF THE JORDAN RIVER AND THEM WALKING ACROSS ON DRY GROUND. SO THE POINT IS THAT, YOU KNOW WHAT? GOD WILL MAGNIFY YOU. NOW SOME PEOPLE SEE, AGAIN, RELIGIOUS PEOPLE WOULD SIT THERE AND SAY, OH, NO, GOD WOULD NEVER MAGNIFY ME. WELL, LET ME SAY IT THIS WAY. IT'S WRONG FOR YOU TO MAGNIFY YOURSELF. IT'S WRONG FOR YOU TO PROMOTE YOURSELF. IT'S WRONG FOR YOU TO HONOR YOURSELF. BUT GOD WILL PROMOTE YOU. MATTER OF FACT, THESE VERY VERSES THAT I'VE BEEN USING IN JAMES CHAPTER 4 AND 1 PETER CHAPTER 5, IT SAYS GOD RESISTS THE PROUD, BUT HE GIVES GRACE UNTO THE HUMBLE. AND THEN IT SAYS, HUMBLE YOURSELVES, THEREFORE, UNDER THE MIGHTY HAND OF GOD, THAT HE MAY EXALT YOU IN DUE TIME. GOD WILL EXALT YOU. IT'S NOT WRONG FOR GOD TO EXALT YOU. IT'S WRONG FOR YOU TO EXALT YOURSELF. THIS IS SUBTLE. SOME PEOPLE CAN'T SAY, WELL, WHAT'S THE DIFFERENCE? THE DIFFERENCE IS is THE MOTIVE OF YOUR HEART. OVER IN 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 13, IT GOES THROUGH A LIST OF A NUMBER OF DIFFERENT THINGS. IF I SPEAK WITH THE TONGUES OF MEN AND OF ANGELS AND HAVE NOT CHARITY, GOD'S KIND OF LOVE, IT PROFITS ME NOTHING. THAT'S NOT SAYING THAT THERE'S ANYTHING WRONG WITH SPEAKING IN TONGUES. MATTER OF FACT, THE WHOLE CONTEXT, 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 12, 13, AND 14 IS TALKING ABOUT THE GIFTS OF THE HOLY SPIRIT AND SPEAKING IN TONGUES. SPEAKING IN TONGUES IS A POWERFUL THING, BUT IF YOU DO IT WITH THE WRONG MOTIVATION, IT PROFITS YOU NOTHING. THEN THE SECOND VERSE SAYS, AND IF I HAVE THE GIFT OF FAITH SO THAT I COULD REMOVE ALL MOUNTAINS, IF I HAVE THE GIFT OF KNOWLEDGE AND I KNOW ALL THINGS, BUT I DON'T DO IT MOTIVATED BY LOVE, IT PROFITS ME NOTHING. AGAIN, THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH KNOWLEDGE AND THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH FAITH, BUT IF YOU DO THOSE THINGS TO SELF-PROMOTE, THAT'S WHAT'S WRONG. THEN IN VERSE 3, IT SAYS, AND IF I GIVE ALL OF MY GOODS TO FEED THE POOR, OR IF I GIVE MY BODY TO BE BURNED AND DON'T DO IT MOTIVATED BY CHARITY, GOD'S KIND OF LOVE, IT PROFITS ME NOTHING. MAN, THIS IS TALKING ABOUT MAKING THE ULTIMATE SACRIFICE WHERE YOU EVEN LAY YOUR LIFE DOWN FOR SOMEBODY ELSE, BUT IF YOU DO IT LIKE, FOR INSTANCE, THE MUSLIMS DO SO THAT THEY CAN ENTER INTO HEAVEN AND GET 70 VIRGINS AND IT'S THEIR TICKET INTO HEAVEN SO THAT THEY STRAP BOMBS TO THEMSELVES AND BLOW THEMSELVES UP. AND IF YOU DO IT WITH THAT MOTIVATION, IT PROFITS YOU NOTHING. MAN, THOSE ARE STRONG STATEMENTS. SO WHAT THIS IS SHOWING IS IT'S THE MOTIVATION. 
THAT IS BEHIND WHAT YOU DO THAT IS MORE IMPORTANT THAN WHAT YOU DO. AND WE we STRUGGLE SOMETIMES TO KNOW WHAT'S IN THE HEART OF A PERSON. IT'S HARD FOR US TO KNOW. BUT, YOU KNOW, IF A PERSON IS PROMOTING themselves AND THEY'RE DOING IT SO THAT THEY CAN GET YOUR RECOGNITION, YOUR CLAIM, THAT PAT ON THE BACK, THAT'S WRONG. THAT IS SELF-PROMOTION. THAT'S YOU HONORING YOURSELF. BUT IF GOD HONORS YOU, AND YOU REFUSE TO LET HIM DO IT, YOU REFUSE TO SPEAK FORTH AND TESTIFY TO THE GREAT THINGS THAT GOD HAS DONE IN YOUR LIFE BECAUSE SOMEBODY MIGHT TAKE IT AS PRIDE. DID YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT ITSELF IS PRIDE. THAT IS YOU WORRYING ABOUT WHAT OTHER PEOPLE THINK, YOU WANTING TO LOOK GOOD IN THEIR EYES AND TO BE ACCEPTED BY THEM. BOY, THOSE ARE POWERFUL STATEMENTS. YOU KNOW, MANY, MANY YEARS AGO, I WAS INVITED TO A 40TH ANNIVERSARY OF A PASTOR FRIEND OF MINE. AND I WAS ASKED TO SPEAK AT HIS 40TH ANNIVERSARY, AND THEY WANTED ME TO SAY SOMETHING. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? WHEN I FIRST WENT TO THIS, I STRUGGLED BECAUSE I THOUGHT, GOD, I DON'T WANT TO GO TO THIS THING AND JUST SIT HERE AND GLORIFY THIS PERSON. I WANT TO GLORIFY YOU. AND AGAIN, THIS WAS MY RELIGIOUS BACKGROUND, MY RELIGIOUS THINKING THAT WAS HINDERING ME, AND I THOUGHT, GOD, I DON'T WANT TO GO THERE AND JUST TALK ABOUT HOW GREAT THIS PERSON IS AND HOW FAITHFUL THEY'VE BEEN, EVEN THOUGH THEY WERE A GREAT PERSON AND THEY HAD REALLY SERVED GOD AND BEEN FAITHFUL. I THOUGHT, GOD, I JUST, I DIDN'T WANT TO GLORIFY A PERSON. AND THEN THE LORD SPOKE TO ME THROUGH 1 SAMUEL CHAPTER 2. AND LET ME JUST uh, TURN OVER AND READ THIS TO YOU. 1 SAMUEL CHAPTER 2, THIS WAS A PROPHECY THAT CAME TO ELI. AND ELI WAS THE PRIEST OF THE LORD, BUT HE HAD HONORED HIS CHILDREN ABOVE HONORING THE LORD. THESE, HIS TWO SONS WERE UNGODLY MEN THAT ACTUALLY WERE HAVING SEXUAL RELATIONSHIPS WITH ALL THE WOMEN THAT CAME TO THE uh, TABERNACLE, AND THEY WERE JUST UNGODLY PEOPLE. THEY WERE TAKING SACRIFICE. THEY WERE DOING A LOT OF THINGS WRONG. AND ANYWAY, THE PROPHECY CAME, AND HERE IN 1 SAMUEL CHAPTER 2, AND IN VERSE 30, IT SAYS, WHEREFORE THE LORD GOD OF ISRAEL SAITH, I SAID INDEED THAT THY HOUSE AND THE HOUSE OF THY FATHER SHOULD WALK BEFORE ME FOREVER, BUT NOW THE LORD SAITH, BE IT FAR FROM ME, FOR THEM THAT HONOR ME I WILL HONOR, AND THEY THAT DESPISE ME SHALL BE LIGHTLY ESTEEMED. AND SO IN CONTEXT, HE WAS SAYING, YOU HAVEN'T HONORED ME, AND SO I'M NOT GOING TO HONOR YOU. BUT IN THE PROCESS OF MAKING THAT, HE SAID, THOSE THAT HONOR ME, I WILL HONOR. AND AS I WAS PRAYING ABOUT GOING TO THIS 40TH ANNIVERSARY OF THIS MINISTER, AND WE WERE SUPPOSED TO BE HONORING HIM, AND I WAS FEELING, NO, WE SHOULD HONOR ONLY THE LORD. WE SHOULDN'T HONOR PEOPLE. THE LORD USED THIS VERSE AND SPOKE TO HIM, AND HE SAYS, NO, IT IS A GODLY THING TO HONOR PEOPLE WHO HAVE HONORED GOD. GOD SAID HE WOULD HONOR THEM. HE WOULD, uh, AS IT SAYS OVER IN JOSHUA CHAPTER 3, VERSE 7, HE WOULD MAGNIFY JOSHUA IN THE SIGHT OF THESE PEOPLE SO THAT THEY WOULD RECOGNIZE THAT GOD IS WITH THEM. NOW, THERE'S A BALANCE TO ALL OF THIS. AND AGAIN, IT REALLY GOES BACK TO THE MOTIVE OF THE HEART. IF SOMEBODY IS HONORING A PERSON AND GIVING THEM ALL OF THE CREDIT AND STUFF, I THINK THAT THAT'S WRONG. BUT IF WE ARE HONORING GOD BY HONORING THIS PERSON, THIS PERSON HAS SPENT THEIR LIFE GLORIFYING GOD AND SEEKING GOD AND YIELDING TO GOD, THEN IT IS APPROPRIATE THAT WE HONOR THEM AS THEY HONOR THE LORD. 
And so I'm saying all of these things to try and to put into context what we're talking about. We're talking about more grace, more favor. God gives more grace to those who humble themselves. What does that mean? Is that talking about debasing yourself? Is that talking about having low self-esteem? No, it's just talking about putting God first and honoring Him. And if something, if God does something good through you, you know, if you've built a business that is a billion-dollar business, and somebody says, so, so you built this? I think the proper response would be, would be to say, Father, you built this, but you did it through me. And so if somebody comes up and starts giving you credit, you say, well, thank you, but it was God. See, as long as you give the glory to God is, is the heart issue. If you were to sit there and say, oh, it's nothing, I haven't done anything, well, then that's wrong. You have done something. You have responded to God. You have obeyed God. You have followed His leading. There's nothing wrong with you acknowledging that God has done something through you, but you just have to give the glory to God and not take it for yourself. You know, in the seventh chapter of the book of John, Jesus was talking about those who glorify themselves are not a faithful witness. But he, he had to speak about himself certain things, that he was the Messiah. He was the one that everybody had been waiting on because nobody else knew for sure. He was the only one that really was listening to God, and he had to say these things, but it wasn't self-promoting. He was glorifying his Father. He was obeying his Father, and he was saying about him, himself what his Father had said about him. So hopefully you'll receive the things that I've been saying the, these first two or three days of this week. I've been trying to put this into perspective that, that we don't deny what God has done in our life. We celebrate what God has done in our life, but we make sure that we give the glory to Him and we don't limit God through this false humility. Boy, that's something that God has dealt with me on and is still dealing with me on. And um, I don't know that it's ever something you just arrive at. You leave. You head in this direction. Let me also say that humility is being thankful. I think that that is one of the most, uh, one of the dominant characteristics of true humility is thankfulness. Let me turn over and read some scriptures to you out of 2 Timothy chapter 3. It says in verse 1, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Man, if anybody wonders if we're in the last days, just look at the list of things that would happen in the last days. It's like reading the newspaper. In verse 2 it says, For man shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent. Incontinent here means you can't control yourself. Sometimes we will use that word and apply it to a person that, you know, can't control their bowels because you, that's what it means. You can't control yourself, but it's not limited to just, you know, functions of your body. This is talking about you can't control yourself emotionally. You can't control your actions. Passions are ruling you instead of you ruling them. It goes on to say, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Man, despisers of those that are good. Man, that is just what's going on today. 
If you believe in the traditional family, a man and a wife raising kids, you are now somehow or another evil for you to promote that and to not approve of other people's lifestyles. If you believe in the law and order, if you believe in the police, somehow or another, you're evil. Man, this is amazing. Despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. There's a lot of things in this list that apply to what we've been talking about, talking about people who are boasters and proud. But I specifically wanted to point out in that second verse, it lists being unthankful right in between being disobedient to parents and unholy. It listed unthankfulness as a sign of the end times and as being something that is wicked and that we should turn away from. Did you know most people think that thankfulness is just a byproduct of if everything was good, then you'd automatically be thankful. That is not so. Man, I could spend a lot of time showing you that, but we are blessed in this nation more than any nation that has ever existed on this planet. We have so many good things that have happened, and yet we've got protest in the street, people rioting and doing things, talking about how bad everything is. It's not perfect, that's for sure. And there is room for improvement, that is for sure. But instead of them being thankful for what we have, they're just focused on what we don't have and magnifying that. Thankfulness is not an automatic byproduct of everything being good. Look at your own individual life. Most of you live in a house that is much better than your parents, grandparents for sure, You've got more opportunities. You've got more things to help you. Did you know your grandparents probably didn't have a dishwasher or, you know, as, as I'm getting older, I may have to go back to great-grandparents or whatever, but you've got dishwashers, you've got air conditioning, you've got uh, conveniences, you've got microwaves, you've got things that cut down all of the time. Did you know back just a generation or two ago, people had to spend all day long basically just surviving? Today, we just work a portion of the time. We have all of this free time. We've got all of this entertainment. We've got all of these things. We've got all of this stuff, and yet are people more thankful than previous generations? I dare say no. I guarantee you, people are unthankful. Thankfulness is not an automatic byproduct of things going well. Matter of fact, you can, you can decide to be thankful regardless of what's going on. The 16th chapter of the book of Acts, you find that Paul and Silas were beaten and put in prison, their hands and their feet put in the stocks. They were in the dungeon, the lowest part of the prison, and yet at midnight they begin to sing praise and thanksgiving to God. They were in a very negative situation, and yet they were thankful. Thankfulness is not something that is just a byproduct of everything being perfect. If that's what you think, then you're going to be an unthankful person. And that's what this is listing is one of the signs of the end times. People aren't thankful. They don't appreciate what God has given them. You can turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 28. I won't take time to turn over there and find it and read it, 
but I, I believe it's verse 46 and 47, right around there. It says, because you were not thankful and you did not serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of all of the things that he's given you, then God said in the next verse, he was going to bring judgment upon them and they would, they would lose all of these benefits. Now, praise God, we live under a new covenant where our punishment has been placed upon Jesus. So God's not going to punish us the way that we see things in the Old Testament, but it's still, the principle is still true that because these people did not thank God for the goodness and all of the great things that God had done for them, therefore they were going to lose them. God's not going to take them away from us, but we will lose them because if we are unthankful, that is ungodly, and Satan will use that as an inroad into our life. Thankfulness is a sign of humility. You are acknowledging someone else is the giver of the good. You aren't the source of everything. You know, when you go and get your paycheck, most of you don't just thank your employer. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so kind to give this to me. No, you look at it as if I've earned this. It's something I deserve. So you just take it and you aren't really thankful. Did you know that many people, when it comes to the things that they receive, they forget that God is the one that put us in this nation. God is the one who's given us freedom. God is the one who's given us unprecedented prosperity and opportunity. God is the one who gave you your talents. God's the one who gave you your health. God's the one who's the source of everything. And if you don't constantly thank Him for things, well, then it shows that, see, you aren't acknowledging Him. You are all wrapped up in yourself and you make a very small package. But a person who is thankful is a person who is humble and acknowledging that, God, you're my source. I may be working 40 hours a week or 60 hours a week or whatever it is, but you're the one that gave me the opportunity. You're the one that gave me the health. You're the one that gave me my talents. Even though I'm doing stuff, you are my source. Thank you for providing for me. But there are some people that, you know, I saw a movie one time about a guy who was not very religious, and he says, as his wife made him pray over the meal, and he says, my hands planted these seeds, my hands harvested this, my hands did everything, I did all of this, but thanks. And he was basically saying, I don't know why I should be thanking you, this is all the work of my hands. But you got to remember, God's the one that made the earth so that you plant a seed and it grows up and produces fruit. God's the one that gave this guy the health to do it. God's the one who did all of these things. And we should be thankful. Even though we are working, even though we are laboring, it is God that gives the increase. It's God's blessing. And if you don't have that attitude, then you are a proud person. You are seeing yourself as the source of all of these things. And remember, God resists the proud, but He gives grace unto the humble. When you humble yourself and begin to acknowledge and thank God for all of His goodness, God will give you more grace. He resists the proud, but He gives more grace to the humble. That's what this book is all about. I really encourage you to get this. It's a brand new book, CDs, DVDs. And if you request any of these products, we are giving them for a uh, donation of any amount. You can request this self-centeredness, the source of all grief in either English or Spanish, and it'll be a real blessing to you. So listen to our announcer 
as he gives you all of the information about these products. And please call or write today and join me again tomorrow as I continue the gospel truth. Andrew's teaching, More Grace, More Favor, is available as a brand new book or as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Or you can get the More Grace, More Favor package, which includes the book and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $50, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $35. Also today, Andrew has a bonus offer. You can request the Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief booklet for free when you order either the book, CD, or DVD album from Andrew's new teaching, More Grace, More Favor. The free booklet is limited to one free per household and is only available in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings. I'd like to ask you to pray about becoming a partner with us. You know, our ministry is based in the United States, but we have 16 offices around the world. We've got altogether around 70 Bible schools scattered around the world. So if you are looking for a good return on your investment, I believe that this is a good ministry. It'll touch you right where you are. And I encourage you to become a partner with us today and help us put the gospel out all around the world. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily live Bible study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily live Bible study five days a week. Well, the minister's conference for me, it's really a time of refreshing. 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 Refreshing time with God. It's the most refreshing time of my year. We may miss other things, but we're not going to miss this. I believe that God is going to refresh you, and this is going to be a time of you getting refilled. You might not feel like it. It might not look like it at times, but you're making a difference. If you're just looking at the outside, then you're missing the potential. It's not about having a name. It's about sharing the name of Jesus. Our light to the world is our joy. Ministers, you're not exempt either. The same word you preach to them applies to you. If you get a hold of this, you can change destinies. You need to stand up and say that I will accomplish what God has called me to do. Y'all ready to do that? Karis Bachelor Programs are equipping an army to go into the seven mountains of influence in every society. Everybody has a calling. Everybody is separated unto something. 
It's an awesome thing to be able to unwrap what God is waiting for us and be able to be truly equipped to be able to go into the world and not only minister, but to be effective. For more information on our bachelor programs, visit charisbiblecollege.org. I'd like to encourage all of you who claim to really have a relationship with the Lord to get out and vote in these upcoming elections. I'm amazed that there were over 25 million Christians registered to vote who did not vote in the last election cycle. I tell you, that's sin. That's wrong. We have not only the privilege, but a responsibility to vote. So I'd just like to encourage you to take your Christian responsibility to vote seriously. Get out and vote for righteousness this election.